Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. This first step becomes like, how do you build confidence and how do you build the self-esteem to feel like you're good enough that you can actually attain something? The thing that always goes in my head is like, what is A, the worst that can happen? And why not me? Yeah. Those are the two things that I always think of whenever I feel less than or when I have self-doubt or when people say to me, well, you're being too bold. Well, you know what? Why can't it happen to me? Everybody that it's happened to have been bold. It wasn't because they were the smarter or prettier or more talented. It was because they actually didn't really give it. F and they just went for it and they figured it out as they went. And sometimes it worked out. Sometimes it didn't, but the not knowing is way worse to me than, than not even trying. Hey, senorita, really nice to meet ya. Have some tequila and say, this week on Squats and Margaritas, it's entrepreneur and the author of Bigger, Better, Bolder, Live the Life You Want, Not the Life You Get, Jennifer Cohen. You know her on Instagram, The Real Jen Cohen. You know her podcast, Habits and Hustle. I need this book. I am not bold. I would like to be bolder. And I feel like a lot of women don't ask for what they want because they don't want to come off as bitchy or pushy. I am committed to living a bolder life, and hopefully the tips that Jen shares today will help you to do that as well. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode. That way you'll get an alert every time a new Squats and Margaritas drops. Here is my episode with Jen Cohen. So you say boldness is a skill that anyone can develop. Um, You don't have to be born that way. I think most women are worried that if they're bold, they'll come off as pushy or bitchy. And like speaking for myself, that's why I don't ask for what I want. Absolutely. I think that there's like a misconnotation about what is bold like what does bold mean to you. And there is sometimes that idea that like, if you're, if you are bold, that you are too assertive, too bitchy, too pushy. My, my, my commentary back to that is like, I don't have any number one, you have to let go of what other people think of you. I don't think that that should be your benchmark for what you do based on what, how other people see something or view something. I think once you let that that go, it's so liberating, number one. Number two, who cares, right? Because at the end of the day, maybe they think it, but then they move on to the next thing and they're on with their life. I have no problem and I don't think that people should have a problem with standing up for themselves, asking for what they actually want, chasing what they want. Why should we just acquiesce to what's always just available in front of us? To me, then you're living a life that's just kind of, kind of, you, you, you have no control or no, you have no curation or design of what happens to you. I want to take ownership of my life and I want to design the life that I think that I deserve and want. And so at first, this first step becomes like, how do you build confidence and how do you build the self-esteem to feel like you're good enough 
that you can actually attain something. The saying that always goes in my head is like, what is A, the worst that can happen? And why not me? Yeah. Those are the two things that I always think of whenever I feel less than or when I have self-doubt or when people say to me, well, you're being too bold. Well, you know what? Why can't it happen to me? Everybody that it's happened to have been bold. It wasn't because they were the smarter or prettier or more talented. It was because they actually didn't really give an F and they just went for it and they figured it out as they went. And sometimes it worked out. Sometimes it didn't. But the the not knowing is way worse to me than, than not even trying. And not even like the not knowing, but like the quote unquote failure, because obviously not everything's a failure. It's kind of leading you to something that may be better. But I think women don't want to like say, I'm about to say something very bold that I've never shared. I <laughs> submitted for Sports Illustrated swimsuit rookie submissions that came out. And they're like, we're looking for women with stories and finally have confidence in at 41. And I said, I'm submitting because in my 20s and 30s, I didn't have the confidence to do it. People don't say like I'm doing right now that they did things like that because if it doesn't happen, it's so embarrassing. And it's like, Absolutely. oh my God. Yes. I think it's more of like the fear of not even like the rejection, but like the perception of everybody being like, who do you think you are? A hundred percent. And the truth is, can I tell you something? Yes. I think a, a big percentage of success is the people who have the audacity to even try something right. like, you know, like. It's like the audacity of you to even think that you could be a sports illustrated model. Meanwhile, if I were to be honest with you and I see who the rookies that they picked to become, you know, to even join the competition, quite frankly, most of those people, you would never think that they would have picked them. So like, why, again, why not you? You know what I mean? Number one, to, in today's time, it's all about your story, what what emotion you're provoking for people and it's very inclusive versus exclusive mm -hmm. so with you like hey did you what happened did you get it i don't know <laughs> so, oh, okay. but i can see other submissions of and they're all 20 and i'm like i'm 41 years old but i'm in my best physical body even when i was as a division one athlete and i have the confidence to do this now and so another mom that's 41 sitting at home like Yes. Like I want to spark something. I'm not 20 and most of these girls are, but some of their submissions aren't as strong speaking wise. So I don't know. I have a shot. And if I don't, I didn't get it. Have a shot. First of all, from last year, I remember what they're doing now is they're picking people of all shapes and sizes to be inclusive and with people who have a story. So I like, th this is exactly what we're talking about right now. Like I've re in my brain, I've reframed how things are yeah. where it doesn't even like occur to me that that would be a strange thing to do. Right. Like, of course you should, you should submit yourself. And of course you might get a potential shot. But people have to kind of take that step back and reframe it. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, back to squats and margaritas. And people hear how you're talking now. That just makes me think of your TED Talk. Your initial one, they, they reach out to you and you said no. How did you get to this point where you can't even think of not doing a TED Talk now? How did you reframe it? Well, let me tell, let me just take one step back. I, one of my biggest fears, because you were talking about failure and fears, um, is public speaking. I never liked it. Yep. It was just because I, I didn't think I was good at it. And it was never something that was really an interest for me. In fact, the idea of it really scared me. So I just kind of never really pursued it. Mm-hmm. And when this opportunity with the TED Talk came up, I initially said no, because I, like it does, it scared the crap out of me. But in that moment, I took us, I'd never wanted to feel like, oh my gosh, what if I did it? If sometimes when you have the biggest fear, that's when you have to kind of live that through and go through that fear versus anything else. Because the only way to get over something is number one, never anything is as bad as you think it's going to be. You, you, in your head, things are always going to be way worse than what the reality is. Mm -hmm. And so I did a lot of self-talk about that. And I didn't want to have the regret of the what ifs. And I wanted to kind of get over that fear. And like I said, the only way to do that is to kind of go through it and and realize all those things. So I, I said, yes. And the truth of the matter is, thank God I did. It went viral and it took me on an entire different trajectory of my career, you know, like this, but we're talking about the bigger, better, bolder, the book is my Ted talk on steroids. It's about being bold, asking for what you want, doing the hard things, going through the failures and that's literally what I did with that TED Talk. So, you know, if I'm going to be out there yapping and yapping about all these things, I better be doing the things that I'm talking about, right? I can't just be sitting on a white tower telling people, you should try this, you should do that, you should be this. I have to be the example by doing it also. You model it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of, you talk about the good enough trap. It's like, why would I put myself out there for rejection when everything's good enough? Like everything's fine. Why take a risk? There's a couple of things. Like if you want, I, I did this post recently about like, if you want to be mediocre, don't make any waves, you know, dress like them, talk like them, all of these things. Right. And you have to take your uniqueness and make it shine. Everybody is unique in some way. Everybody stands out and has something about them, but it's the person's choice to be, if they're going to like take a step into that light or not, but you have to make that choice. The onus is on you to live the life that you really want. Do you want to be somebody's extra or do you want to be the star of your own life? And so I feel that, we only live one time in our world, right? In this life. And it's really, really short. Make it the best you can and be the most authentic person you can to live as close to what who you really are as possible. And, you know, I really do embody, I really embody that. I feel that. I think that I, my goal is to make other people, women, men, whoever, really understand that in a real way because it's like, why, sh- like, again, like to live a life that's good enough, mm-hmm. why? 
for what purpose? And then you're dead. And then what? I guess because you're never embarrassed. You never fa- like have these. It's like worse to feel like you failed or to be looked at like, oh, than to even risk having that uh, bigger, better life. So that's why, and I get it. And that's why I say to people, reframe how you look at failure. And that's why I have this 10% target, which is how you get better at failure is number one, becoming immune to the feeling of it and being desensitized to that feeling. And you do that by making making 10 attempts at something. So how I talk about it is I have this thing called the 10% target. And what that is, it's making 10 attempts at whatever you want most in life. And the truth is, most of the time, you're not going to get that thing. I'm just going to be honest with you. But the purpose of it is, is twofold. Number one, by going down that path, you may not get that thing, but another opportunity will present itself that you never knew existed by just going through it. And the second thing is the more you fail, the more comfortable you get at failing, the more resilient you become. And that's how you become immune to it. So people who, and this is what I I truly believe, who were very mediocre at a young age had to learn a lot about failures. They failed a lot. They weren't the extraordinary academics. They weren't the extraordinary talent. So those are the people who ended up becoming super successful later on down the road because they didn't care as much about the failure. They became way more resilient because they had to like learn. They failed. They had to come back, cut back up. They tried something else. Da, da, da. The people who were extraordinary, really young, typically level out at a, and like they kind of plateau when they get older because like they're not, they can't imagine how that, they didn't want to even take it risk or take a chance at something because those are the ones who couldn't imagine the idea of failing failing so if you are somebody listening to this and you think that you're not talented enough or smart enough or you're too average god bless you that is your superpower to go on and like make something of yourself when you're describing that i'm firstborn perfectionist i was homecoming queen i was prom queen i was captain of the soccer team I didn't go to therapy for my eating disorders because of the shame of it. I could not let anybody see what was happening. And I held myself to such an almost unachievably high standard that I was, I was depressed. I was miserable, but it was all for the perception of everybody else seeing me as perfect. And growing up, it was like, oh my gosh, Aaron is so driven. And I see those qualities like in my daughter, but it's like at a certain point, driven can kind of take a left into an eating disorder or like hurting yourself, trying to appear that you have everything together. Like now living my truth and finally letting go of the shame and sharing all the stuff. Like I can enjoy my life and empower other people by sharing the failures. It's not scary for me to say that. It's not scary for me to say I'm, I was bulimic for 15 years. Like once it's kind of like you get used to it, like you get used to failing, you get used to just sharing the things that you've been through and it's not, a, it doesn't hold as much power. It's not scary. It doesn't. The second when you put something into the light, I feel it does lose a lot of its power like mm-hmm. over you, you know, like that's why like all the secrets that we are shameful of, they, they fester in our life and they control so much of our brain power and our mental energy. But the second you let it go, it's like, all right, now what? Like it yes. loses everything. And it's like, you have to sometimes like do it to get over it and to kind of go through it. And that's why I, I, I implore people to not let those things 
hold you back and stop you from really living the life that you want versus the life that you get. And the funny thing, not funny, but the interesting thing I should say is with your story about you had, you are so perfect. Like you just said, and all these things going for you. Do you know how many times I've heard that in my life where people who were, like I said, who were so perfect, but they were because of that pressure, it like, it, it kind of the, the byproduct of that pressure it, it basically caused them such unhappiness yep. and sorrow where versus someone like me who was, <laughs> didn't, I didn't have any pressure on me because I was right. so like, whatever, no one yes. that, that like, it didn't, it, it was like, it kind of like, there was no weight that had to be lifted off of my shoulder. So like when I did something and it didn't work out and it couldn't happen. All right. Like I did the speaking engagement at uh, MIT Mm-hmm. And it was for uh, resilience. And it was basically a program that because the, the kids at the school were so afraid of failure and they couldn't deal with it, that the suicide rate was higher there than anywhere else in the world, because that's the, that's where the most extraordinary, smartest, best of whatever go to. Mm-hmm. And I found that really sad. And I also found it super interesting how you know, it's the people that we, we put on such a pedestal, we have such high esteem for, we never humanize them. Right. And it's like, to me, it's like, that's the people who need to be talked to the most sometimes. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Guys, we're moms. We're not out on the town every night anymore. We're chasing our toddlers through our kitchen. But there are those times where you want just that little extra something. Maybe it's a girl's night, a wedding, a date night, a work event. If you're looking for that little extra confidence boost, you need Rejuvalift. Rejuvalift delivers dramatic results to minimize the look of lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, those 11 lines that I have between my eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes. Guys, it works in four minutes and delivers results up to seven hours. I've tried it. I'm obsessed. And now Squats and Margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A liftbeauty.com and use promo code margaritas. You need this in your life. Shipping is free. You get 20% off. Go to rejuvaliftbeauty.com. Now back to squats and margaritas. Can you share a couple uh, tangible steps towards being more bold for women? Absolutely. Um, I'll first say that I want people to understand that boldness is not something you have to be born with because people think either you're born bold or you're not. And I just think that's simply not true. I think boldness is a skill that anybody can harness. They can learn and they can get better at by doing little things because the truth is you cannot go from one day just being uh, like uh, uncomfortable with asking for what you want. And then one day being totally bold and going out and asking for something. So if you can't, you got to get comfortable asking for little things to get comfortable asking for big things. And that's why I use that example of like, when you go to a restaurant, you know, ask for sauce on the side, or you ask for like how I use the menu and people laugh at me and some people hate me is I use it as kind of like uh, a directory of what type of food they have in the restaurant. And then they mix and match things. Yeah. Right. And, and, the, and the truth is like, 
you know, as long as you're being kind and nice and doing it very politely, most people don't care. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing. It's like, it's, it's about your, how you're doing it, not sometimes what you're doing and overall in life. Um, and then I tell people they can make a bold move. They should be making a bold move daily to get them to live a bolder life. And that could be as simple as, like I said, asking for dressing on the side when they go for whatever, it could be calling your cable company and asking for a better deal than what you have, because chances are you're probably paying the same thing you've been paying for a long time. And yet there's like a lot of other, other packages that you could be saving a hundred dollars on or $200 on. But if you don't ask, you don't know. Yeah. And you don't get, you don't ask, you don't get. And I live by the motto, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And I believe that to be true. And I feel like we, we get like, we should be making a habit of putting things out there. Like those things where you're like, mm, I kind of want that, but I'm a little bit too scared to, to say it, whatever that thing is, that's the thing you should be going for or asking for. Like, you know, everyone has a different thing, you know, like I got a DM from someone yesterday about they're at the dentist and they wanted to get something for their whitening. Was that you? <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> I'm not offended. I was literally about to say, you made me do it. Yeah, I asked. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, and I was going to say, you didn't get it. I didn't get it, but it, it didn't hurt. Like, so I was at the dentist. I was, I had a speaking thing the next day. And when I was sitting there getting a cavity fix, I was like, oh, I wonder if they can do that. I found out it's a ProfiJet where they just make my teeth really white when they do a cleaning. Like, I wonder if they could do that. I wonder if they could do that now. And I would never typically ask because I knew it was probably something they wouldn't do. But I was like, is there any chance you could do that ProfiJet whitening thing? And like she said, she was like, no, we can't do that. And I was like, okay. It didn't like hurt as much, like my pride as much as I thought it was. It was a great example of just a little thing. It was fine. I, my teeth weren't whiter, but I took shot and it didn't really hurt me. <laughs> and, and guess what? You got more comfortable for, for doing an ask next time. Exactly. You realize you didn't die from it. No, it wasn't as bad as I thought. If she And she said it very much like, no, I can't do that. But it was fun. I was like, all right. And it was good. And she probably talked about me when I left. And who cares? Like, like I said, it's going to get easier the next time I ask. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Now back to squats and margaritas. Lastly, and it's a selfish question, but maybe any other speakers or entrepreneurs, I know that my story has value and me coming to speak and share it has value. But where I am not bold is when people ask me for my rate. Even or sometimes like to come speak or for a post, like a brand, they're like, well, how much for this? I'm immediately like, well, you know, whatever. like, why can't I just, <laughs> I'm like, whatever you think, what the hell is that? Like, why can't I just, how do you handle that? Air totally. But I feel like it's so interesting. Everybody naturally cower, women cower at that all the time. And I catch myself doing that all the time. Okay. It's because we don't think, we don't know our value and we don't want to lose the opportunity. So what we do is we just undervalue ourselves in the chance that that will guarantee us getting that thing, right? Yes. And yes. we do it all the time. But the psychology really is behind that is like, if you if you value yourself at a certain price, people will take you more seriously. So when we actually do that with each other and we undervalue what we think our value is, 
you know, what actually ends up happening is we a lot of times don't even get that thing anyway. It doesn't change. It doesn't change a thing. So this is what one of those things I was going to, when I said earlier, is like that thing that you feel that makes you uncomfortable, that you don't want to ask for, that's the thing that you have to be working on. And that would be for me to tell you that you have to know your worth and say, this is what my rate, like, this is what my rate is. This is what I'm going to tell people when they ask. And I'm going to work on not cowering or not, or not being uncomfortable and practice it. So like everything is about action and practice. If you practice saying to the mirror or to whoever, like my rate, I'm just making it up. My rate is $5,000 for one hour. Yes. Leave it at that. Silence, quiet, let them come back to you. Because what we tend to do is like, but, you know, (laughs) if you can only, but but if your budget's only a thousand, we can, you know what I mean? And then we over talk and we talk them out of even hiring us. Oh my God. You're so, yeah. And they were, we're totally fine with 5,000, but you didn't even stop talking because you're trying to like justify, well, you know, I mean, I could still do it, but, and it's like, just stop talking. Like because men are like 10,000 and they're fine just saying that and giving the rate, but we're like, and they, you know, they don't even think about probably losing it. Cause they just have this self-confidence that women are, I don't know. I, it's what we all do. And the other thing is you have to, uh, you have to kind of reframe again, how people even how, like, why, like you have to think to yourself, them having me do this is actually a value for them. Yes. Like you have to, you have to place a value that a high value on what you're providing right? Versus feeling like they're doing you the favor. You have to feel like you're doing them the favor. It's like a role reversal, but like you, you, and you have to live that like truly authentically and practice that. So to me, that's your homework. That, that to me is what you, you have to work on. And that's a lot of people, by the way, we do this by the way, with even going out on dates with guys or girls, like women do, like we end up just going out with the people that ask us out and then like seeing how it goes versus being deliberate and being like, you know what? I really like that guy there. He's really my type. I like his personality. I like his jam. And and we won't ask them out because it's not socially acceptable. So we don't even know what the opportunity that that can even look like. So we just sit back and and then like go out with this Yahoo or that Yahoo, because those are the ones who had the audacity to actually ask us out. So they win. Yes, exactly. The book is Bigger, Better, Bolder, Live the Life You Want, Not the Life You Get. It's available now. And your podcast, Habits and Hustle, is available everywhere. Find me on Instagram at the real Jen Cohen, TikTok, same name. If you oh, actually they want to come to my website, jennifercohen.com and sign up for my newsletter. I give away all types of uh free access to like different guides and tips and tricks. I am starting a mastermind actually starting. Uh, I believe April. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sign up. I've been wanting okay. to interview you for so long. I was waiting for you to have something to promote. So you Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for listening to the squats and margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So you never miss an episode and I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of squats and margaritas.